Welcome to 3 In, 3 Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast. On 3 In, 3 Out, we like to dive deep into the micro moments of the game, the nooks and crannies, if you will, because that's what fanatics do. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me on Twitter at Clinton Bonner. And I'm joined by the great Brandon Schultz and find him at Seahawkers Pod on Twitter. All right, Flock, let's dive into the sober yin and raging yang that is three in, three out. Go Hawks. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to another edition of Three In, Three Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast out there. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner, joined as always by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Brandon, you might be great, and sometimes I might be great. Uh, that's that's sketchy as as can be. We don't know, but I'm not feeling great today after a 17 to 12 defeat to Big Blue on the West Coast to you know one of those last place, first place teams. Brandon, I, I might need some help today. Brandon, I, I I'm reaching out. I'm reaching. I'm reaching for a friend here. Yeah, I can I can imagine how bad you must feel because I know Seahawks fans just in general feel bad after watching that performance on Sunday. But you, I you, when we went out to the Seahawks Giants game in New York, you have family members who are Giants fans, so I know that they just must be rubbing this win in like ever since. I mean, they probably didn't even wait for the final snap. They they didn't even worry about Russell Wilson going and, and making a game-winning drive. They were probably in your texts before the game even ended. Yeah, sliding into my DMs with these with these uh, careless whispers. And the thing is, it all started as harmless as could be, like earlier in the week texts about like, well, uh, you know, here's a, here's a, you know, Colt 45 uh, meme. Like, yeah, it's going to be fun to play against Colt McCoy. And, you know, early in the game, like, oh boy, uh, Colt's looking great. And then it just, just slowly degraded from like funny to wait a second. This is getting a little, this is getting a little stupid to, Oh my gosh, they're running all over us to we're not going to win this game. Are we? And, uh, and you know, just today I get a text from my electrician. He's a giants fan. So, well, yeah, sure. Why not? Just got the phone. My dad, my dad's a giants fan lives down in Florida. He's texting me cousin, Joel, who you met hot rod, who you met when we had the nice tri-tip burger. Those dudes are texting me all the time. So yeah, so I'm getting blasted by dudes I went to UConn with, blasted from people I grew up with, blasted from my own father for crying out loud. So so there you go, Seahawks fans. It could be worse. You could be Clinton Bonner. Yeah, you could be you could be me, which is usually okay. But today it's uh it's a rough one. It's a rough it's a rough one, Brandon. We're gonna go through it, of course. We're gonna get through the ins, the outs, and, and everything that we do on three in, three out. And you know what? It's the it's the commitment to it's the passion and the commitment to the to the craft and doing this that that brings us back in because you know, do we want to put on this gear and talk about this lousy game? No. However, do we do it because we we still love the Seahawks and because, you know, we are still eight and four and we still got a great track to make the playoffs. And if we get a couple things right, we can still make some noise. Yes. But Brandon, we take the big L. We know all about the rules. We don't got to do no silly chance. Let's get to the first out. What do you say? Oh, okay, Brandon, if I had to ask you, who is my favorite Seattle Seahawk? Who do I always defend? Who do I always love and say we need more and more of this guy? Who is it? Tyler Lockett. I do love Tyler Lockett. That's uh, that's oh, not oh, my the answer. Other, Chris though. Carson. Chris, yeah, Chris, I do. I do love me some Lockett. And then you know Lockett, yeah, six six catches, nine nine targets. And we'll we'll talk about more more about that later. And with that, I love me some Chris Carson and. And I'm always like, you know, 13 carries, not enough for that guy. Not enough, but that's not the out. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I love Chris Carson. Chris Carson, I think right now is probably, besides DK, probably our best offensive weapon. Yet, when a dude gets trucked the way that Chris Carson got trucked, then the scarlet letter has got to come out. It's, that's tonality. We talk about that. We talk about effort all the time. Start of the second quarter. Seahawks are still up three to nothing at this point. Remember, it's five nothing at the half. So three nothing at this point. Jabril Peppers gets sent on a safety blitz. Okay, Carson gets in the way. You know what Carson did? Carson pulled off the holding penalty, quote unquote, that Lewis did the other day. He gets trucked by a safety. And then Peppers just steamrolls into Wilson for a one of a bajillion sacks. 
I love Chris Carson. Chris Carson had another touchdown. He averaged about, about five a carry. I want more touches for that guy in the offense. However, when we talk about setting tone and, and that, they just out physical the crap out of us. Yes, we had a couple of moments, but most of the time, they're bringing the bigger hits. They're bringing the bigger hats. This was a prime example of it. I got to give my man, who I love, the big O to start things out. Carson's got to wear it. Yeah, Peppers was all over the field in this game, too. And that play, it really did kind of separate the physicality that the Giants were bringing in this game versus what the Seahawks were bringing. And the interesting thing was looking at Chris Carson's pass blocking grades. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think that was his one really, really bad play, but it was really, really bad. Yes, it it absolutely stuck out and, and clearly, you know, made the ledger. And, you know, if you were putting putting dudes on sides of places to be like, did that guy have a good game or a bad game? You probably put Carson on the good side. And he also had a he caused the interception also. Right. So that was a clear you know drop off his hands. It's an, it's an INT against Russ, but really that's on Carson too. So maybe a little bit of me is also bringing that to the forefront with this one too. It, it, I can't, it's not on the ledger per se. However, maybe it's kind of getting mixed up in the same bowl. Yeah, he had that one and he had another drop in the game. So yeah, two drops on the day, getting blown up in pass coverage. Yes, he had the touchdown down the field and he had some really nice runs. And I just because I know how difficult it must be to give the out to Carson, this is and this is like one of those outs with love, right? Like, I know you can do better. So this is yours. You have to wear it for the week. Now show me that that you can take it off next week. Correct. That's that's exactly that. The, the, that's exactly what I want. There is I want these little O's to show up on, on their uniforms all week long. You know, like, like I said, Scarlet Letter style, man. And you, you got to earn it to take this darn thing off. Instead of uh, the C could, uh, badge, yes, they have the yeah, O's and then the, you have like the little stars for the consecutive they have weeks. little stars for, for as many times as you get the damn O, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it goes the other way too. You can have the I, right. you can wear the I, and you can get the stars to show me how, how many times you got the I also. But it's, uh, but you're right. This is, this one is actually emotional for me to be like, yeah, the, the dude, the dude just, you know, kind of didn't step up or in this case got run over by, by peppers in that, in that moment. And, you know, I'll, I'll spin it one other, we're not going to talk much about this in particular, cause I don't have it on the ledger. I don't think you'll bring it up uh, uh, later either. It was also evidence again, that we get off to the good start. We have a good opening drive. We get down to the 10 yard line and Carson's on the sideline and yeah. it's, it's the car, it's the Carlos Hyde show. And it's like, it's like the exact opposite of, of, you know, like the Jerome Bettis years. And I realize Bettis and Carson are different dudes. I get all that. But I guess the question is, why do you think, why do you, th- is, is he gassed? Like what's going on? Why in the first frigging drive that we have for offense is, do we execute really well? We get down to the 10 and all of a sudden Carson's on the sideline. Any, any theories? It makes no sense. I, I just, I don't see why they would have Hyde as the role for the red zone running back. If that's apparently what his role is, because man, I do not know. And if we don't see, you know, once we know that Carson is healthy, we don't see him in the red zone soon. There's, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, I, I could say, you, you know, you're, you're flummoxed. I, I see it and I feel it too. And it is, uh, it's just odd. It's like an unsolved mystery right now. That's like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I don't, I don't understand why is Carson your due between the twenties? Like that's fine, but the money is made in the red zone. And right now, I mean, don't know if you're, you're, you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. We are not as skilled in the red zone, nowhere near as we were in the beginning of the year. No, and like, if you're an opposing you- defense and you you see Carson go to the sideline and Hyde comes in, like you're less worried. You're you're looking more toward the pass yep. than you are at play action, at, at a possible run between the tackles. You're just less concerned about it. So yeah, absolutely. That was that just again makes no sense to me. And maybe yeah. someone out there can explain it. That oh well, and actually when you look at the numbers, Chris Carson's actually really horrible inside the red zone. Show me the numbers and I might believe it, but I, I don't believe it. <laughs> Even then I'd have a hard time, right? Because, because we've, we've had, you know, numerous years of Carson at this point and the guy's 
The guy has been good along the goal line. The guy has been tough as nails inside the 10. And, you know, oh, by the way, the big thing last year was, oh, you know, Carson can't hold on to the football. Well, he's been he's been damn good with that this year. Right. So it's I, I don't know either. Um, and, you know, I'll spin this one one positive very quickly. I don't and think say, he's fumbled the ball once this year, Clinton. I don't think so either. Knocking on different things. Um, I don't I don't think so. I don't think he did either. And and. You know, we still have time to figure this out. You know, they uh, will say this. I think I'll say this a couple more times. We are eight and four. We're very much so in line to make the playoffs, of course, if not win the division and still be, you know, one, two or or two or three seed, most likely. And all is not lost. However, right now, our offense is friggin' lost. One fumble in the Miami game. That's what he had. All right. One fumble. Not too, not too shabby. We can forgive that one. Okay, Brandon, so on three in, three out, at least we get to do this. At least we get to get into those nooks, those crannies, the, the buttery goodness, and pull out some ins. Gotta tell you, not These are going to be some many. cranny, cranny, cranny yeah. ins. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the cranniest of the crannies, and there's, thank goodness there's no, there's no MVC Man, today. Tyler because Ott, we, he was really good at long snapping today. <laughs> in! <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, that that's fantastic. Um and with that, you know, there's no MVC because winners get sprinkles and, and we just didn't win the game. However, there were a couple of things that were interesting that I was like, and I was like, okay, and no, no pun intended there. Just flat out good plays and interesting. I'm going to start with one. I tweeted something that right after, so right after the uh, interception by Diggs, so, you know, it's a nice play by Neil, makes a nice break on the ball. Yeah, just another, I don't want to call it an easy interception, not like the one versus, uh, versus Carson Wentz. But, you know, but it's in his hands, but does a nice job, breaks on it, has a nice run back, thought it was actually a little longer that he stepped out of bounds. So that's okay. But the play I want to focus on, Brandon, is it's a lot of times in football, there's a big play that happens and it's actually the play right before it or like right in that series that actually set the set the stage for that to happen. So on that same drive, still three, nothing. DJ Reed makes a beautiful tackle on Gallman. Mm. It's a great drive they got going. He comes up and stuffs him on second down. Gallman has a chance to bounce it to the outside, and it's like a one-on-one situation. And Reed just, you know, he just kind of emerges off screen and makes a beautiful open field tackle on Gallman to shut that down and keep them in third and long. That was a very nice play. He beats him to the outside. He's probably gone for at least 10, maybe 20, 30 yards down the sideline. There's nobody there. And it's set up third and long where we get the big interception. So I want to give some love to Reed. We look, some, you know, sometimes we sometimes we don't look as fast as I want us to be. Reed does bring a lot of that quickness. And in that combination with Neil out there, we do fly around a bit with those two guys. And I do like what I see. Sometimes. So giving some love to Reed, that was a big play. That was a big open field tackle. And it set up the situation for the Neil to Diggs interception. Yeah, Reed filling in on the day two for Trey Flowers, who went to the IR this past week. And he did a really nice job. He was only targeted one time in the entire game. And he came up with two stops on defense. So he was in five tackles. So to not be targeted, to still have five tackles, for two of those five tackles to be stops, outstanding day by Reed. And it's, you know, going back to last week where it was like, well, how do we judge this day for the DBs versus Carson Wentz? And it was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if we can. And then it's a little bit like, well, how do we judge this day versus Colt McCoy? And it's like, well, I don't know if we can. And it's and it's hard because these are by no means elite quarterbacks. In fact, they're yeah, they're pretty much, you know, Colt McCoy is on his last leg and and Wentz just got benched yesterday and maybe for good. And with that, you know, you don't make your schedule. You don't you don't play. You know, you're not the person responsible for who's quarterback in the other team. You just go play them. And Reed played OK. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to say because earlier in the season, we probably wouldn't have said this. I think we will will miss flowers a bit. We're still in a softer patch of our schedule. Reed can do at least what Flowers did, and I think he's quicker. So looking forward to seeing what he could do over the next couple of weeks. And I'm happy to give him a little shine. The dude did did play pretty well yesterday. Not only on defense, but on special teams when he got the opportunities. He is that guy that you've been talking about all year, and I, I know you've brought him up multiple times, but it seems like every week we see it and we go, oh, yeah, there it is again. Yeah, we were talking earlier about the 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 I's and the, and the O's that might be on the uniform. So at this point, 
you know, being being three and three out that we're looking for these these little sub heroes. I think Reed, we should go back and do a tally or like, you know what? We shouldn't. Somebody out there, please, if you've got the the wherewithal and you want to listen back and you you got you got time to kill. Extra credit little, for photoshopping the eye on his uniform with the individual stars for the eyes. With the stars and a little scoreboard to see where are we at. Probably something we should keep, but hey, that's that's maybe a 2021 innovation because we've frankly had enough this year. But it's a good job. And and I do I do like what I see from him on special teams as well. However, I must say, that's gonna bring up another out for me. So You want to bounce over to that out in a little bit? No. Me neither. Hey, Brandon, we're on the outside of the ledger. What did you have for Thanksgiving? What was the what was the meat? Oh, we had turkey this year. Yeah, turkey. Did you have a turducken? No, I've never had a turducken. Me neither. I've never had a turducken. I kind of, you know, I get it, I suppose, but I've never had a turducken. However, I think we're going to do a first here, Brandon. I think I'm going to take two outs, two special team outs and turducking them into one. There's just too many bad plays to, to not cover because it won't do it any justice. It will, it will do our listeners no justice and, and our souls no justice because there's just too much boneheadedness. And I think I got to cover a little two in one here. So let me start off with, I was mentioning special teams earlier. I know we've been ragging on David Moore. I don't think the dude is right. Three nothing. A punt return. This is after the Adams sack in quarter two. Adams with his seven, seven and a half sacks on the year, blowing people up, chasing them down. Another great play. David Moore has about a 15-yard separation from him and anybody else in front of him. So a pretty deep punt, not a lot of hang time, not great coverage. And he dilly-dallies like little shuffle feet for about a, about three good seconds Finally starts going north and south, gets a little yardage, a holding penalty ensues because he waited too darn long. If he just catches the darn ball and just goes from zero to running as fast as you can, straight ahead, 10, 12, 15 yards, make one cut, see if you can make something special happen. We'd be in a better situation. I could guarantee you there'd be no holding because he wouldn't have put the dudes in the damn spot he put him in. And we'd just be in a better spot. And a better vibe after Adams makes that big sack. So the first part of this dang out goes to David Moore once again. I just, I know, I know we're probably being cautious, not putting our dudes back there because we're down Trey Flowers. I don't care. It's got to be somebody else besides Moore at this point. He is not cutting it as a punt returner. Yes. And when I think we were watching the game together, somebody may have said, you know, maybe you don't have Reed out there because... Now he's your your next starting corner and you don't want to risk him on special teams. But that was me. <laughs> I thought that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I said you I were trying to rationalize it. it. Yes. Yes. That was me. And I, I kind of got it. But and with that, well, then it's not more, you know, like aren't there other dudes who can who can do this job? It can Freddie Swain field punts, too. If you um, can feel the kickoff, why can't you feel the punt? If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a you ball. Could, you could dodge a ball. You could catch a damn ball, right? So, and it was also uh, credit where due in the Discord. Uh, Peabag01. I'm not, who is Peabag01? You, oh, that's okay. Well, there you go. Well, Peabag, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Paul Paul pulled out the same exact thing. He's like, come on, man, just north and south, this thing. So, so that's, that's num- number one. The other half on special teams, I'm even going to pass it to you. You must know where I'm going with this one. You must know who's wearing an O for not freaking just doing the job that was literally in their hands. So is is DJ Dallas in this scenario? Is he the turkey or is he the duck? Yeah, great question. It is if I had to stuff one inside the other, I'm going to have to say David Moore is the the duck and we got to stuff it inside the DJ Dallas turkey here because of its significance, right? Just significance. And you, you pulled it out. Um, not that it was the hardest one to, to, to imagine, you, you know, man, I, I know footballs are shaped a certain way. I get that. I know that they bounce around and they take odd hops and that's the nature of football. You still got a job to do. It's three, nothing. We get the block punt. Was that Neil also who flew through? That was Ryan Neal with the block, the guy who Randy Stoklos, the, the interception to Diggs earlier on. It, it was quite a day for Neal. Yeah, Neal played OK. And the ball is sitting right in DJ Dallas's, 
you know, sternum, I guess is the best way to say it, a lower, lower stomach area. And his arms are wrapped around it. He's just got to caress that thing and, and put that, put that lullaby to sleep, put that baby to sleep. And, you know, I know it's football, man, but it's not a wet field. The thing squibs out and then we try to recover it, but we recover it out of bounds for the safety. And you know what? Just in this game, it was, it was, oh man, great. We made a great defensive play, great special teams play. Cool. But that swap of those points right there and to kind of, it felt like we lost four points right there as opposed to getting to and getting the ball back. It was like, man, we just, we just squandered four points. So those are two outs. I'll, I'll wrap those to you in a one, two punch, do what you will with them. But they, they both, we've been really good on special teams, really good. And in a game where we just do our offense was not, not firing in all cylinders. We couldn't afford special teams mistakes. And yet that's exactly what we got. Well, and I think that you're getting exactly how that felt because when you see the ball roll into the end zone and you have multiple guys there to get it, it feels like it should be a touchdown, not a safety. It's it's not like the two points that you got gimmied to you at the start of the Super Bowl where the ball was just going out of the end zone and there was zero chance of recovery. There was a chance of recovery. And an, oh, not only that. You had a dude who handles the football like it's yes. his job to handle the football. It wasn't a defensive lineman who doesn't really know what to do with the, the football when he gets it. It wasn't a linebacker. It wasn't an offensive lineman. It was a guy who handles the football. And so for DJ Dallas to to be there for it. And then on top of that, to lose the game by five points, you get the seven there instead of the two. One, you're going into halftime feeling a whole lot better. A lot ten better. to nothing than five to nothing. And two, it may make the difference of whether or not you go for it on fourth down at midfield. And maybe you're not risking that fourth down call that Pete Carroll made at midfield. Maybe you are punting again. I wish it wasn't special teams that was making the difference, but it turned out that's what helped make the difference in this game. Yeah, it turns out it's a big, big part of your game, right? It's a big part of our game. And, and again, when a third of your team is, is not firing, well, then you need that other third to fire when you get those opportunities. So, you know, Neil makes the great play. And then frankly, just Dallas does not. And you brought up that punt. You know, that that was something I was considering talking about. Um, it's not going to be an out for me today. However, since you brought it up, it's just, it's just the, it's again, the mentality like, my, oh my, we're punting from the 37 yard line as, as if we don't have a kicker who made a 61 yarder this year, by the way. And our defense is playing lights out in that first in that first part of the game where they're not moving the ball one lick. So with Colt freaking McCoy back there. So that was uh, that was I wouldn't call it icing or a cherry on the Sunday. It's more like just, a, you know, when you you know what, I'm going to say the analogy. That's just disgusting. OK, so we won't go there. But you know what we can do? We can go to break. Yeah, we, we need a break. I need a, I need a beer and a break. Okay, Brandon, we know we got a we got a thin, it's like a thin mint, you know, inside the ledger this week when we lose 17 to 12. If I had one thin mint, it would be better than how I feel about any of these ends. Yeah. Now, now question for you, though, when you when you take your thin mint, so you are you a freezer or like refrigerator thin mint guy? Do you put your thin mints in the fridge? No, but I would eat them that way. You know, I'm, you know, the opposite of green eggs and ham with thin right, mints. You know, right. I would eat them in the house. I would eat them with a the mouse. I would eat them out of the freezer. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Thin Mints are pretty, they're pretty amazing. You know, if we had to force rank uh, the the amazing Girl Scout cookies as they are, that might be my, you know, if we had a draft, that might be the first overall pick uh, coming off the board. They're just, they're versatile. They're delicious. They're crispy. They're the flavors there, you know, they're, they're just, just a darn good cookie. So at least we got to talk about that because it's certainly better than than the play we saw yesterday. However, with that, there was a few players and, and some moments again that were, you know, they're okay, I guess. And uh, and one that comes to mind, this is, again, a little bit more probably coming to me, not so much jumping off the page because I don't think there were that many opportunities. However, overall, I would say for a rookie, I think I like what I'm seeing just in general. I mean, Jordan Brooks looks like a pretty competent linebacker. He looks pretty good out there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a particular player or two to go to. However, he just looks like he's in position a lot. He's fast. He's a solid tackler. You know, he was advertised as, you know, quote unquote, bad in coverage. It looks like he's been pretty darn good in coverage. 
I like what I'm seeing from Jordan Brooks. I'm excited about that dude's career arc at this point. Going to give the in. Don't have anything too much more solid than that about a particular play. Hoping you do. Maybe we turducken the Jordans in this game, too. Jordan Brooks on the day, seven tackles. He was one behind Jamal Adams on the stat sheet. I think on the official stats, they had them both 11 uh, when they're counting, you know, the assists and tackles. I don't know how they do that, but mm -hmm. there he was right there with Jamal Adams. And on the day, had four stops. Uh, in terms of his pass targets, I think he only gave up one catch on the day. So good in that regard, too. And I think that was one where he just brought the guy down short of of where he needed to be, too. So it was a good overall day for Jordan Brooks. And you know, looking at the pro football focus, got to give some love to Jordan Simmons, who came in and uh, did so in relief of Mike Upati. He was a guy I didn't even notice he was in there. Yeah. And there's a good reason why I didn't notice him, because he didn't give up a single pressure while he was in for 24 snaps. So while you're recognizing one Jordan, I'm going to recognize the other. And I feel like maybe I shouldn't have done that because on a day where ends are slim, maybe we should have saved the other Jordan for the other end. But uh, no, we're, we're turducking the ends on this, too. You know what? We're all about balance here, though. So if we're going to do it for the out, you're darn tooting that you, you made the right call to do it for the in there. And the symmetry with the Jordans is just it's all so nice. I believe they spelled their name differently, but who, I, who cares? Yeah, I, one spells his name right, one wrong. It's fine. <laughs> not going to say good. who's who. Yes, that's that's all fair. We'll leave that to their moms. But the thing the thing that's important is you talk about Jordan Simmons, 24 snaps and, going, and saying, hey, you know, I didn't even notice he was in there. So, I mean, do we call the guy like the anti-Wheeler? You know, because Wheeler comes in with his haircut, I'll call it a haircut, from like, you know, northern Saskatchewan cowboy style. He's got levers that go, he's like, he's got levers that go for, he's like six foot 11, I'm pretty sure. He's got like, you know, 92 inch arms. And yet he's like, you know, pterodactyl and T-Rex and his guy getting bowled over. I realize he's the backup to the backup. And, you know, before yesterday, I didn't know who the dude Wheeler really was. Um, and I'm not going to throw too much more shade on him. I'm just going to say that the anti-Wheeler is Jordan Simmons. How about that? Yes, let's bring this back to the inn that this cranny is supposed to go to. And it is the two Jordans. The two Jordans. Two, two of the Jordans. All right, Brandon, we're on that last out. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at my ledger and there are places that like, oh, we talk about Dr. Seuss and you know children's literature. Oh, the places will go, right? Oh, man, there's there's it's many... days like this that I'm happy there's a limit. Like you have yes. a limit on one side of the ledger. You can't go beyond it. Yeah, maybe you stuff one or two in together, but it, th there is a cap that you get to. Yeah, it stops. Exactly. There, There is a cap on this and thank the maker that there is. And with that, you know, I'm going to leave the rust talk to everybody else because we'll, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get there from the Ooh, flock. I, uh, if we could cranny, we could cranny in some, some rust crannies. We, oh, we could do it. Oh, there's not just like rust crannies. Like, unfortunately, like, again, I won't go into too much detail there. I want to see the all 22 on this thing, because the one thing I will say now that now that you're bringing it, you know, bringing it back is. I've been saying for a number of weeks and frankly, weeks and weeks before I heard it from anybody else, that Russ is just too darn in love with DK Metcalf. And I think we saw that again. I think we saw him not working through progressions. I saw a fourth and 18 Hail Mary. I, what, that, that alone could be an out, like a Hail Mary on fourth and 18 that wasn't to the goal line because it wasn't a Hail Mary time. That's, you know, bizarre. With all that, I'm going back to Skybox, and this might be, you know, week two, week three in a row here. That fourth and one play, man, where we do the the bad play action, nobody's believing it, and then it's just Carson to the to the flats. It's super covered. The tight end's like, you know, a couple of yards behind him. He's covered. Russ has nowhere to go. We saw this earlier. It was like a couple of games ago, Brandon. I forget, I forget what it was. That was a goal line fourth down play, which we were ripping, being like, you're calling, I think it was the Cardinals game potentially, where it was like, you're flipping over the most obvious card at the most obvious time, and you're making it easy, easy to defend this play. That fourth and one call is just bad. It's just bad. I'm not saying you just run the ball up with Carson. I don't know what the call is. I just know that that crap was not it. The particular play call didn't really bother me because that is one of those 
types of plays where you roll out Russ. You have kind of a deep option, a middle option, and a short option. And generally, you know, you're able to find one of those guys. And really, you know, even if Russ, when he does kind of the the pirouette and then tries to fit it into Carson, if he'd looked, you you talk about the love fest for DK. If he would have been looking for DK rather than trying to, you know, get Carson's guy to come off of him so he could whip around and then, you know, throw that football in there for the first down. If he would have seen DK Metcalf just coming open behind him, he would have had that that next level play that would have easily picked up the first down. So, you know, in that moment, if he would have been looking for his guy that, you know, that you say so much that he loves, then uh, that could have been a first down right there. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you may be right. I may be crazy. And it happened more than just that, just that once. Also, there were, there was a play earlier. I saw, I think it was uh, Alistair Court putting these out there, or maybe it was Matty Brown, which by the way, I'm actually looking forward to somebody with the more X's and O's who could really dive in like a Sam Gold or a Matty who could look at the all 22 and just, you know, validate what was really going on here. Like, was he just missing progressions as Badly as I, I think he was, but there was a couple of plays too where Lockett, uh, that that play where Disley gets stopped about a half yard short, short where first of all, it looked like it was like third and four. Disley sh- looked like he should have got the first down, just doesn't somehow, comes up like an elbow short. We don't convert on the next play, but on that same exact play, if you go back and watch, Lockett is crossing the exact opposite direction. The linebacker is focused on Disley. Rocket, Lockett's about to run free off with a little dump off and get like 15 more yards easily. And once again, just, just missed. So while we started with Skybox and we talk about the fourth and one, obviously we've talked about Russ just, just somehow not having a lot of vision this game, not working through progressions. So I'll just, I'll kind of ease it down that way and, and see if you get anything else to add. So you had that particular drive where they come up short on the fourth and one, the giants come back, they score the touchdown right after that drive. Well, then the Seahawks, they have a chance on the very next drive mm-hmm. to to come back and, and make this a game. And holy smokes, when you hinted at the idea that you were going to talk about DK Metcalf, you know, and Russ being a little infatuated with him. It was this play that really stood out to me. It was first and 10. They were just about to midfield and Russ drops back and he, he does that double clutch where it looked like he was looking to throw deep to Metcalf. And he gets sacked by Leonard Williams for 15 yards. And they cut to the replay of where Russ was looking downfield. Man, if he were looking to the right, he would have seen Freddie Swain so open that just wide open that I don't think anybody would have been able to catch him. And you get right back in the game there. And instead, you have a 15 yard sack. You have Jamarco Jones on the illegal formation. Then you're second and 30. And yeah, it just it was a it was a disaster from there. It just a missed opportunity by Russ. And that's precisely the play when I you called it out. That's a great call out. I saw that on Twitter today where they're just honing in on Swain. When we when we say Swain's open, we don't mean like, you know, he's got a step on his guy. There was no guy. There's it was no, like 15 yards of space. There's nobody there. It's nobody him, there. The sideline. And, and then there's nobody behind him either. Like there's nobody. Oh, I see. I didn't see the all. I didn't see the 22 version oh, I'm of just it. Guessing. I yeah. didn't see the 22 either. I saw the sideline shot, but it's kind of like an angled, like Sim style shot. So yeah. you can see a little bit downfield more than just the, just the uh, horizontal. And okay. In that picture, maybe there's some safety, you know, back there, but, but he is, he's nowhere in that picture. He is. <laughs> By himself, it is a it's a, it's a monster chunk play, just waiting to be had. But again, man, he's locked in. I know you're going to trust a guy like that. I get that. I know you're going to. And I realize he's going to get the most targets. I'm okay with that. I'm not stupid. However, there's there's eleven dudes out there. Ten, you know, excluding yourself, if you want to th- don't want to throw the ball to yourself. And you've got to work through your progressions. And if Metcalf has two dudes on him, I know you trust him. But look off, look to your right, fire the ball. Even the ball could have been late. The ball could have been a bad throw. The ball could have been, you know, a, a freaking wobbler. It wouldn't have mattered. If it was just somewhere in the vicinity, Swain's got it for like at least a 30-yard gain, at least. It was frustrating. And uh, I'm glad we're done with the outs now. Me too. <laughs> just, just, ugh. 
All right, Brandon, we're on our last in, and we know they've been thin mints, and we talked about how delicious they are already. This one, you know, we like to paint the picture for folks so they can harken back to it. In a game like this, it's hard to remember moments like this because we end up wearing the, the loss collectively. However, it's 14 to 5, quarter four, about 11 minutes to go. We just turned the ball over. We talked about that earlier off of Carson's hands, and the Giants are going. They got the ball. And they take that, they take that kill shot, right? They're up 14 to five. And it's a nice floater, actually one of the better balls that McCoy threw the entire game. He's going for Ingram down the seam. And Brandon, who is there with Ingram stride for stride and makes a beautiful breakup? Who's our guy there? Yeah, our defensive captain, Bobby Wagner. And he's not a guy, I I like the recognition for B-Wags because he's he's one of those guys like Russ, right? When they do things right, it's just kind of expected. It's it's not, and- it's not really uh, considered a cranny you, a lot of the times because when there, our stars are making big plays, generally those get recognized. And I think this play may go a little bit unnoticed because of the loss. Whereas if Russ is able to drive down in that final drive, get the win, this is a play that you would look back to and say, yes, the Giants had an opportunity to go for the kill shot here right after the turnover, throw deep to Ingram. They're inside the the ten yard line potentially if if Ingram makes that catch if if Wagner's not there to break it up and instead B Wags breaks it up they're able to get the three and out they go they kick the forty eight yard field goal and it keeps them within a two touchdown scoring range because if they get the touchdown there essentially I mean the the game it kind of felt like it was over after that interception anyway but gosh if Rush just if he gets that comeback and like we know that he has that capability then yes, it's, it's this play that I, I felt like it all turned on. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful play by Bobby. And, and I think you framed that really nicely because it's very rare that we're going to talk about Wagner on the show. We're going to talk about, talk about Russ when Russ is, when Russ is doing great things. Uh, Cause like you said, it's just the, those, those dudes are hall of famers who, you know, are going to get the shine elsewhere, but in this he's got game, the C with the stars, he doesn't need got- the I or an O he's got the C. <laughs> I like that. I, 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 but I, but now I really want the Jersey. Maybe, maybe you know, we'll we, we talk about that later. That's okay. But it's a, it's a, it is a unique and great call out. And Bobby is stride for stride with, you know, Ingram. He's got his challenges. Like the dude drops a lot of passes. However, he also makes a lot of plays and he's, and he's super fast, man. I end up watching a lot of giants games. He does cause mismatch problems and Bobby was there stride for stride. So we don't get the, the win. We take the L but I love that call out because, man, oh, man, you know, if we do get that comeback, that, that, that'd be something that'd be an unsung type thing. And it doesn't take away from Bobby's play in the moment. However, we still lost the game. So, you know, there's no like I said, winners get sprinkles, there's no MVC, winners get sprinkles, no brand in. However, I would have given that to Tyler Ott, though. Tyler Ott for the for the branded. He'll get a ceremonial one that doesn't actually count. It won't get sent to his locker. It won't be on TV. None of that's actually going to happen. But one thing we're never going to give up is the from the flock. We still got plenty of uh, great great ins and outs to to go over from from you, the good people of the of the of the, the flock. Let's get to those and try to try to end this with some some positivity and some uh, community. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. All right, Clinton, I'm, I'm taking it over here I, because you know what? I, I got to I got to push you aside. I got to elbow my way in here because you said we had ins and outs coming yeah. into to the from the flock segment. And yes, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to get in the flock, you can go to get in the You can be a part of the, the three dollar a month club that gets you in our discord channel. Yes, I'll say it correctly this week. It's the discord channel <laughs> and there's a place for you to put your ins and outs. You can also be a part of our Facebook group at the $12 a month level and above. Get in our, our daily chat on Facebook, uh, talking Seahawks. It, 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 it's helpful just as a recovery mechanism in weeks like this. So if you want to be part of that, you can go to getintheflock.com. And I'm going to start this with an in. And it's nice. not for a player. It's not for it's not an out for a player. It's an in for Greg Bell at GBell Seattle. Because you know what? I, I like it when we have reporters in the Seattle area that are willing to call it what it is. And he posted on Twitter. He says, I asked Pete Carroll, why so soft two games in a row on fourth and short? Why not just have Chris Carson pounded in there? And 
I, he's absolutely right. This looks like a finesse offense when you're going for it on fourth and one. Pete talks about being physical, and you expect that physicality with guys on the offensive line, like guys that you drafted. And you, we talked about Jordan Simmons having a good day. Dwayne Brown's having a, a Pro Bowl caliber year. You got Damian Lewis, the rookie, who's one of the best run blockers, according to Pro Football Focus. And there you are. You're, you're running it out to the left. I, I, I'm giving the end to Greg for calling out why not handing it to Carson on fourth and one. I like it. I like getting backed up by a local reporter there with Greg Bell. And the thing for me, too, there is, man, like we talked about, like, we know where we don't have like a bunch of Tyreek Hills out there. In fact, not, not too many people I have, uh, you know, several Tyreek Hills out there. We're not that quick. You know, like Tyler is is shifty, but he's not Tyreek quick. And David Moore, you know, we've seen we've seen lately he's, uh, he's just he's kind of faded. He's had a he's had a kind of a crappy second half of the year so far. And while Metcalf is certainly a blazer with four three speed, he's also not he's not twitchy quick. We don't have those types of dudes, but yet we're trying to be finesse and we're not not just freaking laying it down and imposing our will and going to get a yard when we have to go get a yard. And so I'm with you. I'm, I'm with calling that one out. I'm going to flip to an out because uh, the, the fact is we got more outs to churn through than we do ins. We got an out from Designed Pete's Beach House, which is Amy in the Discord. She says out, digs on its pick return, running, holding the ball out in front of him, protect the ball. And when I played ball back in high school, which was uh, not a great level of football, the team was good, just not me. I wasn't a great football player. But our, our coach would be like, you know, he would yell like, you're holding the thing like a darn loaf of bread. And, and that's what it looked like. He was, he was loafing out there. So Amy's calling out the fact that Diggs has got to protect that ball just a little bit better on that interception return. Keone in the city has the out. It, it kind of goes back to the Greg Bell idea. Yeah, he was picking up on that, too. Not going to Carson on fourth and one. So I'm going to go to Idby and an in for DK's stiff arm as he drove Bradbury into mm. the ground. Yes, Bradbury still made the tackle. And it wasn't uh, like they said in the broadcast. They were talking about, oh, it's not fair that a, an offensive player can put his hand into the face mask of a defender. He didn't. He put his hand up under the dude's shoulder pad, lifted him up, drove him to the ground. And yes, it, it was a great job, again, by Bradbury to make the tackle. But DK, I, I love that stiff arm. Yeah, Bradbury is a good player. And it's, you know, we had the uh, the the British Bulldog earlier this year when Wagner, you know, British Bulldog, the quarterback for the sack. This was the undertaker, right? He literally, without choking the dude, because that would be illegal. But it was as close as you're going to see in an NFL match to the undertaker's finishing move where he just picks the dude up and just slams his soul down. And Bradbury's a hell of a corner. He's having a great year. And with that, we talked about Metcalf last week being like, this dude's kind of like born of the 70s. He's like, he's Earl Campbell who plays wide receiver. And you just don't, you do not get that very often. So that's a beautiful call out in, 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 a, in a game where we didn't have that much to kind of get jazzed about. That was certainly jazz worthy going to go next to will you disrespect me in the discord i'm not sure who that is but that's a that's a fun pun name he goes with the in for griffin on that third down tackle now i gotta be honest i'm not sure exactly what third down tackle he's talking about because i just hadn't watched it back yet but brandon perhaps you remember yeah the one tackle that griffin had on third down it was one a colt mccoy pass to uh, cj board i don't even remember what position board plays i didn't even know he was on the giants but it was a pass to CJ board and Shaquille Griffin came in, got the tackle for a loss. They end up having to punt just as they were crossing uh, midfield over into the Seahawks territory. So it put them back right at midfield. It ended up, you know, they had to punt back to the Seahawks and uh, it didn't result in, in any points one way or the other. But uh, it was it, it was a, a nice third and five tackle after the previous drive. You know, the, the Giants had actually picked up some first downs and it, and it held them to a three and out. All right. Well, that's that's a good call out then. Good job. Moving on to an out from Castle Gaming in the Discord says Seahawks playing way down to their opponent and not having any sense of urgency for a win. It's exactly what it looked like in this game. A team just feeling like they're comfortably in first place, whereas you had a Giants team who really needed this win to, to set themselves apart in the division. The Giants look like a team that wanted to win their division. They were coached like a team that was playing to win their division. And it was that was one of the biggest frustrations of the day is just not feeling the sense of urgency from the Seahawks. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin that just a little bit differently, but sort of in the same plane and say I end up watching a decent amount of Packers too, mainly because they're on TV a lot and uh they're they're pretty exciting to watch. And you know, I and this this week specifically, I wanted to watch some Packers because they were gonna go up against the Eagles. And I'm like, all right, will the Packers be in a game where this game is close or will they just put it away? I know and that, Clinton, again, because I was watching for it too. I wanted to see what the Packers would do because Gosh, they they are a team that could have had struggles with the Eagles in in some respects, but no, they went out there. And I, I that's what I wonder if it's some kind of coaching philosophy issue with the way that Pete Carroll approaches games and, you know, the whole can you win it in the first, second, third, fourth quarter type thing. If it's if that's part of it, if it's the mentality of of not really focusing on your opponent, which I, I think it can be good in some respects, especially when you're playing the top teams, but also it seems to hurt them whenever they play the teams that they should beat. So this is a consistency thing that we see this every year where they're playing down to the level an opponent. That's that's what makes me go to this idea that it must be something within the philosophy of coaching that this shows up consistently. Yeah, and I'll I'll take I'll jump right off of that to get back to the to from the flock because there's other folks with the same sentiment. I'm not sure if it's IDB or IDB in the Discord. Uh, Brandon, maybe you could course correct me there, but I'm going to say IDB. IDB was just flat out said out coaching, you know, so that that came that came right to to the forefront, and I think was uh, is perfectly uh, succinct. And then back to Amy, she says Carol being surprised that the Giants could run the ball on them because we kind of got that in the in the presser in the post game presser again, where he's like, oh, you know, like. Just didn't expect that Gallman would be able to tear us up that way, and it's, and it's like man, it's like man, oh man, have you have you watched the Giants recently? Like Gallman's been good; they have been able to move dudes, and their run game's been the best part of their offense. So, uh, just it's, it's you know, what? I, I will I will defend Pete in that particular scenario because I I guarantee he didn't expect three and outs consistently from his offense that put his defense back on the field. If the offense would have been moving the ball and the defense not having to go back out there after short drive after short drive, yeah, maybe they they, they probably do stop Gallman all day long. I think that's just a universal truth that if we played better on offense, this is a different conversation completely, right? So definitely hard to even pin it on the defense there. But again, the adjustments from the coaching Giants sure looked like they made some halftime adjustments. Seahawks eh, didn't. Didn't see it. Did not see it. Not until uh, they were down by 12 points. Yeah, which is, you know, then, then we'll go up tempo. You were calling for it, right? In, in the Discord during the game, you're like, hey, can we can we just get into an up-tempo rhythm here and yeah. just push the ball? And again, we wait until it's fourth quarter miracle time where we got, we're down by two scores. We're going to get the first touchdown and then we got to get a, get a turnover or get the ball back or get an onside kick or something with a low probability in order to have a shot again. And we got that shot, but just again, too little, too late. Didn't have it. All right. Well, I'm going to take us back to it in, and I, I take us back here with the, the DK Metcalf stiff arm on Bradbury, because it looks like we, we have someone new to recognize that, that has brought an in this week. And it is, a, and forgive me for the pronunciation, but my, my training in, in German tells me that this is Brigitte, uh, Brigitte P at Brigitte P 72 on Twitter. And maybe it's Bridget or maybe it's Brigitte, but uh, I, I go back to my my German and this this is what my eyes pick up on. And yes, I, I, I'm happy to go back to the stiff arm on Bradbury. Yeah, that's one I'd like to revisit. And I'd like to ask Bridget or Brigitte to, you know, course Brigitta correct us. Is the, is Brigitta is the German pronunciation. Brigitta. That sounds like a nice, delightful, like folded pasta of some sort, right? So, and and I'd like to hear from Brigitta if if we are anywhere in the ballpark with that one. So, speaking of the ballpark, though, we got Pepper at Shove Monkey on Twitter. That's a fun handle. I love the fact that it didn't even put an in or an out because it didn't need to. Just put plus thirty seven punt, <laughs> meaning we punted from the thirty seven. We talked about that already. But I like the gumption to be like, I'm not even tagging this. I'm not even going to give it a label. <laughs> it's just crap and you know it. So thank you, Pepper. We appreciate that. We got D Brute Sid at D-E-B-R-U-T-S-I-D on Twitter. I'd like to give a nostalgic in for Doug Baldwin. Sunday, we needed someone on the sideline to set Russell straight against New York. And no one did. Doug used to be that guy. It, to me, it's like, yes, and 
and where where is that person now, right? So we we talked about it during the during the game that uh you know we talked about this for a number of weeks, man. Like Russ doesn't look all there at certain points, right? It's um and I realize being a quarterback in the NFL is really hard. That's a really hard thing to go do. Um, just something's off, something's off. And, and that's, that's worrisome. And that actually came up in, in the discord as well, you know, from, from several folks saying, Hey, something's not ticking with, with Russ. And you know, it's kind of sucks to say, but the, the proof's in the pudding here. We'll give some love to, to Nils H or, or Niles, perhaps he is from Germany, you know, so N Hirten, N H E E R T E N on Twitter. He says, offensively, it's a zero in three in, three out. He lists a couple of those, but then he comes back and says, the only in is defense, best from Germany. Just love calling this out because we got listeners literally all over the globe. So thanks, thanks, Nils, uh, for, for chiming in. Also really cool that we see brand new people every single week wanting to get into the flock. And well, you know, even in a game that stinks, that certainly warms the cockles or perhaps even the subcockles of the heart there, Brendan. I love the Dennis Leary call out <laughs> and I love that you pick it up. That's, that's the, that's the best part. And Hey, I got, I got one more, but we can, we can end on this one. We always like to call out Hong Kong Hawk. Hong Kong Hawk has, he says, out looking forward to the New York jets. I don't know if that's an in or an out. I'm going to take it as an in. It's something. I, I think what he's going for there is like the fact that we lost to the giants. Now that we're eight and four and the Rams win their frigging game. And I think he's saying it's an out because now we actually have to look forward to the Jets game. Be like, oh, we should win this game and it shouldn't be that way. So that's where I think he's going. And again, we know Bloomy will, will, you know, he'll he'll pipe in. If we got that one wrong, we'll hear about it. I understand I'm supposed to take that way because it has the out labeled next to it. But I'm I'm swinging it to an in and I'm taking it as an in. We're looking for we're looking ahead to the Jets. Yeah, we are looking to get back on the right Don't side of the ledger. Don't look past the Jets, ahead to Washington. Don't do that. Nope, look nope. at the Jets. Yeah, look at the Jets, study the Jets, understand what the Jets do, and then go beat the freaking Jets, and let's let's just get this thing righted. We got a couple of weeks to right the ship. I'm not, one thing I'll say is, I'm not, I'm not throwing the freaking towel in. I'm not going to be despondent and be like, Woe is me. We're eight and four. There's no way, you know, yet the, the offense is broken. There's no way we're coming back all year long. I'm not doing it, man. I've seen this team take wild swings mid season. I've seen this team take wild swings mid third quarter sometimes, right? So this is what this team is. It's a bit of a wild ride. We know this already. We bought the friggin' tickets. You know, it, it's, it's, we're, we're in for this ride. So no way am I giving up now. Let's just right the ship, figure out what the heck is wrong with this thing, get it on the right track, get on the right side of the ledger, go get a W, and then go take this friggin' division because it's still ours to take. And with that, only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.